Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Useless Information, the podcast where we dwell into the fascinating and obscure and the downright bizarre in the world of knowledge. I am your host, Michelle Carey, and today we're going to get into something that's a little different than I've spoken about before. Today, we're going to talk about something that many of us, including myself, struggle with, procrastination, the art of procrastination. So before we get into this topic, let's get away from our sponsor first. Enter a world of love and longing where Mickey Monroe stumbles upon the mysterious creature known as Lucky. From the moment they lock eyes, Mickey knows there's something different about this charming fellow. But alas, fate has other plans for Mickey's blossoming attraction towards Lucky as her employee already takes him, the lovely Laura Moore. As a new player enters the game, the delectable Beth, Mickey finds herself entangled in a web of desire and passion where Lucky is the prize that everyone wants. Follow the twists and turns of Lucky's enthralling journey in something borrowed a tantalizing romantic tale that will have you on the edge of your seat. Will Lucky choose Laura, the devoted girlfriend? Or perhaps Mickey, the alluring newcomer? Or maybe, just maybe, the fiery Beth will win his heart. Meet Luke Lucky Verino, who's caught between his ex with a vengeance, the loving but clueless Laura, and the alluring newcomer who is shaking things up. Don't miss out on this captivating love story that will leave you breathless. Will Lucky's luck run out, or will he find a way to navigate this tangled web of romance? Find out in something borrowed. So grab a glass of wine, cozy up with a blanket, and prepare to be swept away by the irresistible charm of Lucky and his tumultuous love triangle. Something borrowed will have you on the edge of your seat as the mystery of Luke Lucky Varino is uncovered. Order at Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, Google Play Books, and Kobo. Find out more at www.michellescarry.com. Sunray Multimedia sponsored this ad. It might seem counterintuitive to call procrastination an art, but just like any master skill, some of us have a knack for perfecting the fine art of putting things off. So let's dive into this. Scientists have spent a surprising amount of time and resources studying procrastination. I did not know that. But as pointless as these studies seem, they've given us a fascinating insight into this particular human behavior. The studies vary in their methods. Some use surveys, others employ psychological tests, and others still conduct brain scans. The research into procrastination is broad, multidisciplinary, employing various methodologies to understand why we delay tech. So let's take surveys. One of the most common methods of studying procrastination is through surveys. They typically involve researchers asking participants about their habits, their tendencies, and feelings related to delaying tasks. The procrastination assessment scale for students is one example of such a tool designed to measure procrastination in different academic tasks. Through surveys, researchers can gather large amounts of data and identify possible patterns and correlations. We also have psychological tests. These tests often look at different aspects of a person's mental state and how they relate to procrastination. For instance, the Tuckerman Procrastination Scale measures the tendency to procrastinate by evaluating agreement with statements like, I am continually saying I'll do it tomorrow. Other psychological tests might examine personality traits, such as impulsivity or perfectionism, to see how they relate to procrastination. Experimentation. Some research involves setting up control experiments to observe how and why people procrastinate. For example, a researcher might give participants a task to complete by a particular time and manipulate different variables, such as perceived difficulty of the task, the time allowed for the task, or the presence of 
of distractions to see how they impact the tendency to procrastinate. Then we have longitudinal studies. These studies involve tracking the same individual over a long period of time to see how their procrastination habits develop and change. This can provide insights into the long-term effects of procrastination and the factors that influence it. Each of these methods, they provide a unique lens through which to understand procrastination and together they contribute to a complex and nuanced picture of why we put off tasks and what we can do to change these habits. The end goal is always to understand why we so often delay tasks, even when we know it's against our best interest. I know for me, sometimes I do my best work waiting for the last minute. It's like I'm waiting for inspiration to strike and then all of a sudden it strikes and boom, I'm on it. Boom, boom, boom. I never forget. It was either fifth or sixth grade elementary school and I had a science fair project to do. And this is back in the 80s now, mind you. This was in the 80s and I had this science fair project to do. So I decided to do it on computers. Now, how in the world a computer is part of the scientific method is beyond me because it really isn't. But I built a computer out of cardboard. I never forget, I used the cover of a album by a group called Craftwork, W-E-R-K, not W-O. They had this song called Numbers. I used that as my basis, my picture to build my little computer there, my cardboard computer. But I did it like two nights or a night, something before the science fair. Turned it in. I actually got an honorable mention for that. I guess I was ahead of my time where my friend, she did a working erupting volcano and did not get anything. So it just goes to show you for some people, procrastination is just about the creative juices and how it flows. But there are some potentially evolutionary reasons for our proclivity to procrastinate. Our ancestors may have been better off focusing on immediate rewards like hunting for food instead of long-term projects like building shelter. But in the modern world, this tendency can lead to stress, missed deadlines, and reduced productivity. Now, this isn't to say that there aren't some possible benefits to procrastination. Studies have found that procrastination can lead to improved creativity and decision-making. By delaying a task, you give your subconscious mind more time to process the information, which can ultimately lead to more innovative and well considered outcomes. However, the key is to strike a balance. Chronic procrastination can be a significant hindrance in our lives. So how can we beat this habit? Here's a short list of tips based on our scientific understanding of procrastination. Breakdown tasks. Large projects can seem daunting. They can make us more likely to put them off. By breaking down a task into smaller manageable parts, you can reduce this fear and make it easier to get started. Use the two-minute rule. If a task will take two minutes or less to complete, do it right away rather than putting it off. This can help you make a dent in your own to-do list and build momentum. Practice mindfulness. By staying present and focused and aware, you can reduce anxiety that often accompanies large tasks, making them seem easier and smaller. And there you have it, the art of procrastination, an exciting blend of human evolution, brain science, and a sprinkle of creativity. And remember, it's just not about avoiding tasks. It's about understanding why we do what we do when we do it and finding strategies to keep ourselves in check.
So next time you find yourself putting off a task, remember, you're not lazy. You're just highly evolved. With all the right tools, you can turn procrastination into productive action. And that's it for this episode of Youth Information. I'm Michelle Carey, your guide to the world's most intriguing, bizarre, and yes, useless information. Thanks for joining me today on this journey and to why we wait until the last minute to do something, especially when it's essential. But until next time, keep exploring, keep questioning. And remember, sometimes the most useless information can be the most interesting. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, though, if you like what you're hearing in the Useless Information Podcast, please take the time to hit that follow or subscribe button so you're kept up to date when another episode goes live. And if you're liking what you're hearing, do me a big favor and leave a review if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever major podcast platform you're on. And if you're listening to this on YouTube or Rumble, Please like and subscribe. Your follow, subscribe, and or review. It just lets the podcast guys know. Hell yeah, I'm picking up what Michelle is putting down. I've also expanded this podcast to Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle S. Carey. Thanks for joining me on this journey. And until next time, for more fascinating and seamless useless information, I'm grateful for your listenership. And I thank you for being a part of the useless information crew. Today and always, until next time, be well, stay safe, and give love. This podcast has been produced by Sunray Multimedia and Michelle Carey. Music by CreatorMix.com. The YouTube audio library and editing by Descript.